hear that intro. DJ Spinbad, DJ starting from scratch as they welcome to the stage in Red Deer at the PV Mart Centrium, Russell Peters, his only Alberta tour stop this summer, coming September 17th. And we've got him here on the show. Russell Peters, good afternoon. Thanks so much for making the time. Thanks for having me. Sorry, I was, I was supposed to call in like seven minutes ago, but me being a dumbass, so you're supposed to call me. Uh, okay. The timing's perfect, Russell. Uh, uh, that, that's Chelsea. I'm Reed. Thanks for coming on the show. You know, I, I'm curious. You chose a, a profession that's great, um, but I'm sure there's a lot behind the scenes to it. I, I'm curious in terms of the travel, life on the road. Or are you a good traveler? You know, have you adjusted to that part of it over the years? Or maybe you never had to adjust to it. I mean, I've been doing it for 34 years, so... I mean, you adjust quickly, you know? It's either you adjust or you quit. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing stand-up since you were 19, Russell, which is... I was 19. Is I'm 53 wild. this month. Well, happy early birthday. We're glad that we get to celebrate it with you here in Alberta. But, I mean, what a success story. I mean, everybody knows your name. Everyone has seen your stand-up before. You're named as one of Rolling Stone's 50 best comics of all time. You're the first comedian to get your own Netflix special. I mean, you have a lot of global success. Has it has it all gone to your head or just some of it? No, none of it, actually. It still, still doesn't resonate. It's funny because when people come up here, I'm like, what do you want? I was like, oh, you're, I keep forgetting. Like, can we get out? Yeah, yeah, you sure can. I'm like, I, I, I'm scared. I'm, I, in my head, I'm still a civilian. <laughs> Well, you're definitely a celebrity, and you're going to be very well received by us here in Alberta. I know we're we're all so excited to see this show. You you definitely have a, a style, and you've got a flavor of comedy, Russell. A lot of it is, you know, it's based on race and and cultural stereotypes. Do you feel like you have to be careful with you know kind of edgy comedy like that, just given you know sensitivities and people being quick to be offended these days, or do you just say I'm going to do me? I just do me, and, and you know, in all fairness, I don't really do that much racial, cultural stuff anymore because it's kind of boring. Like, you know, even I, like, if it wasn't as an audience member, I can imagine, like, oh, he's gonna do the same old thing, which I don't. But I see people say it online, and I'm like, oh, it's the same jokes. I'm like, you keep watching the same special, you idiot. Mm. <laughs> Unless you come see me live, you know that it's not the same joke. I'm like, oh, hello. But I was like putting on an album, going, same songs over and over. Yeah, it's an album, you idiot. Right. <laughs> Hey, I, I'm curious. I, I read, and I hope you can clarify this. I read that you were a kid. You uh, you got into boxing. I wonder what the story is behind that. And and do you still ever box? Is that still part of your life? Uh, well, I got into boxing because I was getting bullied a lot. Um, it was not a nice. Can't let's be honest. Canadians don't want to hear it, but Canada wasn't exactly a friendly place for the brown kids in the '70s and '80s. And uh, it got to the point where I had to defend myself, and um, and I did. And sorry, I'm sorry, watching my hands. And uh, you know, it's it's changed a lot now. But when you're the first wave of an immigrant, it's a it's a different it's a different game altogether. So yeah, I started boxing when I was 15. Did it for maybe I say I would say eight or nine years, but really it was like four or less, and then it just became less and less till I stopped doing it. And now I've been doing jujitsu for the past eight years. Yeah, so you've been doing jujitsu, and you also you also DJ a little bit too. You're a I've man of DJing, many talents. I've been DJing since '85. Wow. So was it sort of like I started I'm gonna... DJing before comedy? So how did you pick? How did you pick which lane you wanted to go into? 
I know. I was like, it could be boxing, could be DJing, could be comedy. I was like, let's see, boxing hurts, so let's let's scratch that off. <laughs> DJing costs money. Um, I'll still do it, but I can only do it on according to what I can do. And then uh, comedy was like, I could take an emotional beating. I've been doing that my whole life. This is this is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to look at it for sure. Uh, I, I always love asking people this question when they've sort of uh, had a or, you know in the process of having a great career. Um, what advice would you give to somebody if uh, you know a, a, a teenager or, or somebody in the early twenties came up to you and said, "Mr. Peters, I want to be a stand-up comic." What advice would you give them? I would tell them, "Are you prepared to be poor for a very long time?" You and are say- you prepared to be poor? Just in case you don't make it, are you prepared to be poor forever? <laughs> <laughs> so, who prepared you for that? Who gave you that lesson? Well, I grew up poor, so it was easy. <laughs> I think, though, like stand-up comedy is is scary in so many ways because you know you're standing up there with the intention of trying to be funny. So you have to really, I think, have a certain level of of thick skin, or maybe do you develop that over the years? Like the tenacity to keep getting up there and keep trying at it. Is it a certain type of person that can do it, or is that something that you grow into? There's a there's a level of um of uh of uh, uh sadomasochism involved <laughs> there's a level of humiliation that's not sexual and <laughs> and there's uh and then there's a level of stupidity as well you got to put blind stupidity in there for sure <laughs> Well, clearly, um, it's worked for you because you are a massive success, and it's going to be, I think, so fun to see you here in our province. Uh, September 17th in Red Deer. It's the only Alberta stop, and we can't wait for it. Russell, thank you so much for making the time this afternoon. Wait, really you, know, you want to you you fun fact? Of, oh, I always. haven't played Red Deer in 28 years. Oh, so you've been to Red Deer before? Yeah, I played Red Deer in 1995 when it was the KKK capital of Canada. Oh my! <laughs> my God, I think it's a I little did a bit whole different Alberta now. Run. I did every <clears throat> Red Deer was one of the big cities back then because back then I was doing Cremona and Okotoks and all kinds of weird places in Alberta. So why Red Deer? Why why come back there? Why not give us Edmonton <laughs> or Calgary? I, I did Edmonton Calgary last year, and I was like, hey, why don't we do Red Deer? I mean. If the clan wants to come out, the, the, all the people they don't like will be in one place. It'll be perfect for them. <laughs> I think it's I think it's changed since then. Hopefully, you get a chance to see it a little bit beyond just the stage, Russell. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Can't wait for thank the show. Thank you, guys.